Hey Lee, welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm so excited because we are right at 70,000 downloads. Yes, 70,000 downloads. This podcast is global. We are on multiple platforms and it's just so crazy to see how fast this message can grow, but also to just see the love and the support. Many of you know my story and you know that, you know, as a child, it was always a situation where it's like children should, you know, not be seen and not be heard, basically. And this podcast is really just a way to express and to share my voice and to share my thoughts and and experiences. But to see that it has helped so many people all over the world to also change their mind, to change their life is just a feeling that never gets old. So I just want to thank you so much for listening and for taking the time out to share with your family, your friends, your associates, and even leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I just thank you so much because you could be anywhere, but you commit to um, really listening in and taking your life to the next level. Now, this episode, we're going to get into it, okay? I have completely shifted the way that I present podcasts. And I'm so excited because for those of you that follow me on Instagram, I have mentioned that TikTok was where I was really going to start making more of that visual content. And some of you are like, yes, we love TikTok, but we want to see longer form on YouTube. And I'm still considering it. I, I, you know, for those of you that don't know, I was on YouTube over 10 years ago, had a family vlog, and I was also a beauty blogger. And the experience was a lot for me. And it really showed me a lot about editing, about filming, about um, analytics and monetization and presenting information. It was really my first entry into education, I guess you could say, because I was able to take different things that I enjoyed, which was like learning how to do my hair and learning how to do my brows and learning how to do my skincare because I sucked at makeup. And even now I don't wear like this extreme makeup. I always aim for a skin finish. And back then, I ain't gonna hold you. I was not consistent because I felt like, okay, no one is really caring about makeup that's a skin finish. And sometimes I'm like, dang, I should have stayed consistent with it because when I look at today, a lot of people are moving back towards that second skin finish. And so... I'm sharing that because for those of you that are asking about YouTube, I'm considering it. We're moving towards there. The podcast was the way to really get me um, to share my voice. And even on Instagram, I share more of like written word. And TikTok is where I'm, you know, getting that visual going. So we're taking the necessary steps to get towards that longer form content. And absolutely, once we get towards that longer form content, like it's going to be a major celebration because it's like another sign of consistently growing and taking your life to the next level. Now, speaking of growing, I'm finally in a place that I can share this message. And the reason I say that is because 
over the last seven years, I totally revamped my life. Like if you have been following my journey since YouTube, you saw when I completely like disappeared from YouTube. I had just had my son. I was living in Japan. I was depressed. Like you can look at my videos and tell that I was depressed, okay? But I had made the decision that I was going to glow up and I was going to take my life to the next level. And while I was on that journey of becoming my best self then, what I didn't understand was how to really train my mind so that I didn't go into a further depression. And because of that, I ended up being in a depression for 18 months, literally from leaving my job while I was like extremely pregnant, almost due, to having my son, to realizing, hey, you know, I had postpartum depression with my daughter, having her super young. And I knew that I didn't want to have an experience like that where I felt like I was alone and isolated with the baby. So I was like, let me hire some help. Like if, if you are a person, let me just stop right now. If you're a person that is feeling yourself becoming isolated and you know that something needs to change, but you just don't know what to do, I want you to know that at this point, you're going to have to invest in your community. You're going to have to invest in the help that you need. You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child? Well, you're going to need to invest in that village. For me, I thank God that I really didn't overthink that and that I hired a person to assist me, which in Japan, they call them mama-sans. In America, they call them like night nurses. So it's like I hired that person to help me to come in, to clean the home, to help me, you know, meal prep, to help me take care of my son so that I could have time to like really focus on myself. Like you never know how amazing it feels to be able to just like get back to you as soon as possible. And a lot of women don't have that experience and they go years and years and years. And maybe it's when their child goes to school that they really sit down and they figure out, okay, what do I want to do? Right. But I, I'm just thankful that I didn't overthink it and that I hired assistance to help me to be a village to just help me get out of my head. And in that moment of realizing that even with the mama sign helping me, things were good, right? But when I had to move, I didn't bring on the support that I needed when I moved. And looking on that hindsight, I'm like really experiencing deja vu because for one, I'm like, okay, I know so many women that want this fairy tale. And they're not able to have this fairy tale of, you know, getting married, having kids, having the home, living overseas, you know, experiencing travel. Like, you know, there's not a lot of people that really experience that. Or I'll say that there are people who don't get to experience that dream. And so in that moment, everything felt like a burden to me. And so when I look on it high in sight, I'm having deja vu because 
I remember those feelings. I remember feeling like I was alone. I remember feeling like it's no point. I remember just feeling like, well, let me just sit in the bed and lay in the bed all day. There's no point in taking a shower. There's no point in, you know, getting dressed. Like my mind was telling me that. My mind was like, today's going to be the same as yesterday, so there's no point. When I got to the point of being in that depressive state for six months. So I was depressed for 18 months. But when I got to the point of being depressed for six months, I knew that I needed to do something to help me get out of the funk that I was in. Now, I want you to pay attention to this because what happens is, and I see this all the time, especially with business owners or women who are high achievers, it's like you battle between wanting this home life and wanting children and wanting to grow your family because you want to experience that feeling of belonging. But on the other hand, you want to experience this feeling of validation and achievement. So you battle back and forth. Like there are moments where you do want to be the stay at home mom and you want to, you know, put everything together and make everything look nice and beautiful. But when you're really honest about it, there are other moments where you don't want to be a mom. You don't want to, you know, hear your name. You don't want to hear mom, mom, mom. You don't want to hear that. You don't even want to hear crying. You don't want to hear any of that. You want the reverse to happen for you. So just like, you know, you're at a baby or a child or a partner's beck and call, you want somebody to be at your beck and call. And the crazy thing is that we're not honest about that. And so what I normally see is a timeline. By the time someone comes into my office and they're working with me one-on-one, I can always backtrack to a moment where they were not honest about the fact that they were just going with the flow with their life. And even in their mind, it's like, oh, I just want to take care of people because I'm really good at that. I can do that. So let me go and get into a career where I'm taking care of other people. If you have not had a chance to listen to the eldest daughter disease episode, please listen to that because there are so many eldest daughters that are literally working jobs or they're taking care of other people because they believe that their purpose is in taking care of other people because that's all they've had to do all their life. So because they naturally are so good at taking care of people because they were forced to as children, now when they're adults, their identity is rooted in who can I take care of? And here's the sad part. When they say that they want their life to change, it is super hard to get them to let go because they believe that even something that's not working, they have control of that. So yes, it's not working, but you feel you have it under control. So when you actually say out of your mouth that you want to change your life and you want to glow up and you want to become her, you actually don't because you're having withdrawals just simply thinking of walking away from that thing that you know no longer serves you. And what happens is you can go years and years and years and years and there's something that snaps, there's a buildup, and then there's one moment where it just snaps for you where it's like, these people do not appreciate me. And you literally go on a rampage of 
I'm going to my villain era. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to do what I got to do. F everybody else. I'm telling you this because I know, okay? It can be so frustrating to literally commit your life to a life of service or to believe that your life is supposed to be this life of service. And then when you really think of it, maybe it happens when you're older, most likely, you really think about the fact that you've put everybody else ahead of yourself and you are wondering why other people are so quick to abandon you. And it's because they are so used to you being a side character in their story and you've constantly made them the main character. And you gotta get out of that. You gotta get out of that. But if I go back to my story, let me let me go back to my story. 18 months of depression. One of my things that I subconsciously would do is that when I knew that I needed to get out of my head, I would get myself assistance. And that assistance could look like people to help me. So that looks like a therapist. That looks like um, help in the home, but that also looks like me putting myself into some sort of boot camp. And I didn't notice it until really this year where I was like, you know what, let me go back in time and figure out what I did to really get out of depression. Like, I know there's so many people that are depressed right now. Like, there are people, there are videos floating around the internet of people losing their mind, spazzing out in grocery stores screaming and kicking and having total meltdowns and tantrums because people are tired. People are frustrated. People are ready to simply just be free of the mental and emotional anguish. But the thing about this is that when you really go back, they were walking through a moment of depression. They were walking through a moment of feeling the weight of something that was invisible right? Because we can't see the mental and emotional weight on somebody. Or maybe we can because we see somebody constantly looking sad. We see somebody walking around looking hopeless, but we've become so used to it or so used to not saying anything or just leaving people alone or not assuming that we just don't even worry about it. And that person has gone X amount of time to the point where it's like something snaps for them. And so when I look back on seven years ago, I'm like, for me, I had to put myself into a program. And that's when I decided, okay, what do I love? Let me write down all the things that I love. I love skincare. I want to learn about how to do a little bit of makeup. So let me go become an esthetician. You're going to see so many people that are trying to become estheticians, particularly in the next few years, because... It's, it's really like a no-brainer. It's like if you want to feel better about yourself, most women want to help other women feel good about themselves, especially the eldest daughters, because it's like, well, if I know how to do this, then I can teach other people how to do this. So you're going to see a lot of women cross over into the aesthetic space, but this is really not a time to do that. This is really not a time to cross over into that space if you yourself have not mastered what you do to get your self-care up to par and to get yourself into a great state of mind. 
Confidence is a state of mind. Feeling beautiful is a state of mind. And we can mask it with makeup and skincare all we want to, but it's a state of mind. You're going to see a lot of people put themselves through school because they realize that they need to commit to some sort of program. They know that life can't stay the way it is today and they need to do something different. And that's what I did seven years ago. But the reason that I found myself in a depression seven years ago is because I was trying to follow everybody else's plan for changing their life. And I want you to think about how you peruse the internet, how you download information, how you process information, and really ask yourself if you're doing the same thing. Are you going and following people simply to follow what they did to get to where they are? And here's the thing, not a lot of people think about that. And that is why the education space is about to be booming over the next five years because intellectually, people are so tired mentally and emotionally that they are looking for the easiest way to not think. If you are a person who has an emotional authority in human design Or if you're a person that is just emotional in general, you know that some days you're happy, some days you're sad. More than likely, you'll know if you experienced depression as a child, you'll know that you have an emotional authority because when it comes to certain things, even if you feel like you're not achieving something, that could send you into a spiral. The comparison game is easy for you because you can literally see something And it can trigger you. And now it has you feeling like something's wrong with you or like you're not moving fast enough. And I don't care what anybody says about, you know, oh, you know, don't compare yourself. When you are a person that emotionally has to process things, that's easier said than done. It's hard to stay consistent when you don't see the rewards of doing it. It's hard to stay committed to something when you just listen to people who say, oh, just find your wife. And now that I understand that and I realize why following other people's glow up journey and trying to mimic their glow up journey, why that sent me into a depression, because here's the thing. I had spent a whole year prior to leaving my job going through the glow up journey, getting up at 5 a.m., having a night routine, having a morning routine, putting my kids on a crazy schedule, right? Everything was like to the T, creating these boards where I could put the chores up and everything was on this set structure because at that time it was like Pinterest was big and everyone was like, oh, you need to have all of these things. And so I'm mimicking how to have this insane structure and I'm creating more work for me to do. And literally, if I will fall off of the schedule, I would instantly go into not feeling like I was good enough. 
And every single day, it was like another chip in my confidence because I'm like, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. I know I can. But things were happening beyond my control. Like you can't help it that a child has forgot to um, look at the board and clean the bathroom or that the child has forgotten to... Um, you know, check the sink out before they leave. And now there's toothpaste in the sink. That sent me into a spiral because it wasn't just toothpaste in the sink. It was, oh my gosh, how could they forget this? Or this is just lazy. Or, you know, I would, I would just be like, oh my gosh, I'm tired of just people being dirty in the house. Like I'm sick of it. I want my space to be clean. Every time I clean something, they mess it up. Like, I'm sick of it. I just want to go away. I just want, I don't want anybody calling my name. I just want to finally get to a space where I can just worry about me and take care of me and be good. But see, these are the thoughts we're not saying out loud because on one hand, we want the life. We want the fairy tale. We want what looks good on paper. Oh, you're married. You're bringing in this much a year. You have children. Your children are nice and clean. Oh, when you go out, you take pictures. But every time I look back on pictures and videos from that time, seven years ago, I used to cringe because I'm like, she was a walking depression. She was a walking child. She was a walking ticking time bomb. She was trying to do everything right, but it just was not working out for her because she felt like if she just learned one more thing that it was going to help her to be this success that she didn't even define for herself. And so my mind went into this whole process of it. And I will never forget, I booked a photo shoot for the family and I had seen so many pictures of people taking family pictures at the beach. And I was like, oh, that'll be perfect. Like, let's take photos. And my son, he was, I want to say, two months old. Because he was like, he wasn't sitting up on his own. But if you were holding him, he could sit up, you know, like he could hold his posture up. So I was like, all right, let's go take a picture. And every time I look at that picture, I remember having a meltdown on the beach because it was windy. The sand is blowing everywhere. There's salt in the air and my hair is frizzing up. And I'm like, nothing works out for me. What is going on? Like, this is so frustrating. Everybody else looks good. I'm the last to get myself ready. I'm an afterthought. I'm throwing my clothes on. And then I'm just, you know, I have to sit here and smile for this photo after I just got everybody ready and everybody out the house. And then it's like, ladies, those of you that, are, you know, are married, because at that time I was, it's like, they're taking credit for getting everybody out the house. They're like, okay, come on, we got to go. Let's go. And I'm like, I'm the one getting these children ready and then myself ready. And you just have to worry about yourself. So my brain was just like, I'm done. I'm sick of it. I'm fed up. And I had a meltdown on the beach. And I remember as we were driving away from the beach, I was just like, I will never be in this situation ever again. I will never 
put myself in a situation where I don't have help. And that led me on this rampage where I was like, okay, I'm going to school. I'm going to put myself through school. I'm going to go in there. And every single day, I forced myself to get dressed. Mind you, the year before I left my career, I was like, oh, I'm following this schedule. And like everything was to the T. And when I left my job, which was the goal, I went into a depression. I need you to get this because some of you are looking online and you're seeing a lot of people go through their glow up journey. I'm telling you as someone who left their career seven years ago, who has been a full-time entrepreneur for the last seven, almost eight years, and who has built many, many businesses that generate a lot of revenue and helped many, many people to earn a lot of money. I'm telling you right now, you cannot follow somebody else's guide without understanding how your mind processes and works because you will find yourself depressed, feeling inadequate, possibly anxious, and quit overall. I went a whole year following this made-up routine that I pulled from various sources on Pinterest and blogs. And I thought that I was ready because I'm like, you know what, I've done this. For a year, I should be good. I'm going to bet on myself. I was crying every day at work because I had a horrible, horrible boss. And when I finally was like, I'm done, I'm clocking out. And I was like, the day I clocked out, I'm like, I'm betting on myself. And the next 18 months, I was in the worst depression of my life. And when I actually process it today, Putting myself through school was the best thing that I ever did for myself. But it wasn't just putting myself through school. It was me being fed up and actually doing something about it. That's where I actually was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to make this happen. And naturally from there, I created whatever schedule I needed. I knew I needed time to study. And everything else was gone. I didn't give myself all these hard routines that I had done the year before. I said, okay, I need to get up. Cool. I'm going to show up every single day the way that I want to present myself to the world. I got up every day and I put myself together. I will go to school and see so many women in class, mind you, I went to that school. If you don't know my story of how I got into esthetician school, it is on YouTube. Look up Nina Hayes Esthetician and you'll see the video that I talked about how I got into esthetician school and how I went up to that school and I did my tour and I told her, hey, this is the best school according to online and according to, you know, other estheticians when I tell you like I went online and I was looking up stuff and I was looking up like okay I knew the classroom before I even got in the classroom because I was looking at social media looking at people checking in and tagging the school I was looking through you know the articles looking up the website and I'm like oh this is the best school I'm not giving myself no other options I'm going to the best school this is the best school perfect let me go in here and let me have a tour I said listen your next class, I want to be in that next class. 
I'm committed. I'm focused. I need to do this. And I know I will become the best esthetician in the whole state. At the time, I could only think for the state. I was like, I already know. I'm I'm a high performer. I'm a top achiever. I already know I'm going to be an esthetician. I have followed people online. I'm like, I'm going to build the best spa. Like I had this vision. Like, yes, my spa is going to be downtown. I'm going to have the best spa in downtown. It's going to be a competition to four seasons. Like I called it while I was sitting in that meeting with the owner of the school. And when she told me there's a wait list, I was like, that's fine. If someone drops out, please give me a call. She called me literally later that day, or I want to say the next couple of days. She called me and said, hey, if you're serious, the, the seat is open. And when the first day of school came up, I walked in there and I seen so many girls. Mind you, this is a school for you to learn how to be beautiful, learn confidence. That's what I thought at the time, right? All these women walking in, run down, smelling like smoke, like old smoke, walking in, not even caring how they look, how they talk, how they present. Like it was just, it showed me that there was a huge need for structure, but there was a huge need for like what I was looking to heal myself from. There was a huge need from it. I learned what depression looked like. Seeing myself depressed, I had become so used to it that it was like when I looked in the mirror, it was like I was used to seeing myself not put together. So when I put myself together to go to school, I'm like, oh, okay, yes, I feel good. I feel great. Let's go. But literally going to esthetician school was a daily affirmation for me. I had to constantly remind myself, you're going to be a top professional. You're going to have the top spot in the city. You're going to have thousands and thousands of clients. If this is a competition, there is none. Like I literally was giving myself affirmations on the hour drive to school and the hour drive back. When I was picking up the kids, when I was doing the things I needed to do. And when the school called me and said, hey, you need to pick up your child. I was pissed because I was so focused to do what I needed to do. So for some of you, you more than likely put yourself through school or you decided to redirect and change paths. But I really want you to think about it. When you made the decision to redirect your life to get into the career that you're in now, did you do it to have the feeling that you have now? Because if you're feeling like a failure now and you felt like a failure before you even made that change, something's wrong. If you know that what you're doing is becoming boring to you, that's okay. Some things are meant to be passions. They're not meant to be monetized jobs. Sometimes you do what you do for the image of it. And when I say image, I mean, for some of you, you do your job because you enjoy the filming and editing and marketing of it. You enjoy doing a day in the life or you enjoy putting your camera up and showing different facets of what you do. But you don't actually love what you do. It's not a passion for you. But you're able to do it because you found what you are passionate about to be able to continue to do it. That's how you start leaning into your purpose. That's how you train your brain to become stronger than your feelings. 
But for some of you, you know you don't love what you're doing and you want to walk away from your job, but you're thinking about money. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I walked away from my job, I had money saved, but that money did not last me longer than six months. They say, oh, build a six month emergency plan. I did that, but I did not expect that I would be depressed for 18 months. And unfortunately, it took me to getting to a rock bottom position for me to actually like pull myself up by my bootstraps and be like, let's go. But I want you to know that if you're feeling depressed right now, please don't prolong your depression by saying you don't have the money. Because a lot of times, and I've seen it happen so many times, where people have literally left careers that were not serving them. Something caused them to snap. They said, I'm done. I'm out of here. Literally the next day, a blessing came where they were able to walk into a school or they were able to invest in a program that helped them change their mind. And then they went and went on an intuition or a nudge and they met someone who helped change their life. Or they literally walked away from their job on a Monday and by Wednesday there was a check for a certain amount of money that they needed to cover a bill. But a lot of times the blessings that you're praying for are not coming to you because you're expecting God or the universe or whatever you believe in as your higher source. You're expecting that source to constantly cover your bills. But imagine if you're saying you want this better life, but then you're not willing to sacrifice the things you need to let go. And so now you're being dragged into a drought because you keep saying you don't want that. And so God is like, she doesn't want this, but I'm going to keep giving her more of this drought because she obviously wants it because her body is still there. You don't want to be in that relationship, but you're not removing yourself from the situation. So when you're praying and saying, God, please show me how I need to get up out of here. God, please show me how I can have better for myself. God, please help and bless me so that I can have the money I need to move. Well, he's not going to give you the money you need to move. He's going to give you the gifts that you need to do in order to get the money. But then he's going to turn around and he's going to harden the other person's heart. If you're in a domestic violence situation, I need you to start taking that serious. And I need you to start going and finding you assistance so that you can get out of that situation. I say this as someone who was in a domestic violence situation. I will never forget the moment that I found myself pent up on a wall, a person pinning me up on a wall while my daughter is watching. I said, I have to get up out of here. Absolutely not. This is why I am so serious about helping people to change their minds. Because a lot of the situations you find yourself in is because one, your mind is rooted in survival mode because you have only learned how to survive just to get through. But you didn't effectively learn how to thrive. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you grew up in a situation where you didn't have a silver spoon. It's not your fault that your parents were surviving for so long that they didn't stop to teach you how to thrive. They just told you that you need to go to school so that you can be better. It's not your fault 
that you only experience life on a bare minimum or less than minimum level. But it is your responsibility to be fed up enough to say, I don't know what this next level looks like, but I'm going to take the step. This also means that not everything is a conversation for everybody else. That's another thing that I did. When I was going through my depression, I was talking to everybody about my situation. And I was on the phone for hours talking about, oh, life is so hard. Why does this always happen to me? But when it came to actually talking about solid plans, it was always a maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that. But when I went to that school and I toured and I signed the dotted line and I paid the money and I went through the program and I had to go through the hard times and I had to regulate my nervous system and I had to manage my emotions. That was literally me doing that myself. I didn't have to have a conversation. I didn't have to have a conference call. I didn't have to talk to anybody else. It was nothing but announcements. It was nothing but Oh, today was my first day of school. Oh, today was my first month of school. Oh, I'm almost graduating. Hey, my graduation is on this day. Hey, here's your invitation. When I tell you nobody except one friend that I met in school, she was in school with me and she came back to see me graduate. When I tell you nobody in my family came to my graduation, I'm telling you, I was so focused on taking my life to the next level. For some of you, you're waiting on a cheerleader. I'm not here to be your cheerleader. I'm here to be your wake-up call. Because there's a life that is designed for you, but you're allowing people, places, and things that won't even be there when you get to where you're trying to go to stop you. Catch that. You're allowing people, places, things, thoughts, opinions, to slow you down from going to the level you know you need to go to. But when you get to that level, you don't even have those people, places, things, ideas, or concepts in mind. This is why I am constantly telling people, hey, you need to be in my program. And yes, I'm going to push my program because when I tell you the last seven years... I have literally transformed my life privately. I have transformed my life publicly. I have mastered so many things that used to like break me. It used to break me when somebody would be like, oh, you're too expensive. It used to break me when somebody would be like, oh, I don't have the money. I can't do that. It used to break my heart when people would say that they want to change their life, but the only thing stopping them is $100. Like, it would break my heart. And now I realize the reason it broke me was because I allowed it to mean something about me. Which meant that I needed to put myself in more of a powerful position. Put yourself in more of a powerful position so that the problems you have today are no longer problems. Get fed up with being broke. Get fed up with being misunderstood. And you will be misunderstood, but that doesn't mean you have to stick around the people who are misunderstanding you. That means you need to go find people that get it. Get fed up with saying the same old thing. Walk away from what is not serving you. Have the gift of goodbye. 
I found myself scared because I was like, I can't walk away from being an esthetician. I think about seven years ago and it's like, this saved my life. This industry saved my life, but no. Me making the decision to learn a skill that will always help me to put my best foot forward saved my life. Me betting on myself saved my life. Me getting through that program saved my life. Me hearing my higher self and saying, this is what I need right now. Let me just take a step saved my life. And so now, seven years later, I can detach from it because I understand that job well done. For some of you, you're not walking away from it because you know you haven't done enough. You know that you haven't helped enough people. You know that you haven't improved yourself. And that's why it's hard for you to walk away because deep down inside, you know that you're not as confident as you portray yourself to be. You're not as solid as you portray yourself to be. And so you have to retrain your mind to be like, no, I can do this. And if that means that you have to get into one of my programs and you have to commit every single month to being in that membership and really reading a lesson again from an abundant mindset, if that's what you have to do, and then doing the actual steps that are outlined in the formula, if that's what you have to do, so be it. But you have to build a habit of meaning what you say and actually standing on that because the life that is meant for you is waiting on you to actually be serious. The life that is waiting on you, many of you are believing God for six, seven, eight figures, is waiting on you to stop allowing $100, $500, $1,000 to always stop you. You're so afraid to invest in yourself that you don't understand that you're literally squandering your money to different things because you don't have the wealth principles to understand what things you actually need to move into your next level. Your drought that you're experiencing is happening because you are investing your money into things that you don't have the mindset to maintain or master. I really want you to get this because a lot of times we sit in depression and it's simply because we don't have a made up mind. When you get a made up mind and you connect to a source that's going to help you through it, you are not going to realize the change that's happening until the change happens. You're going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I thank God I bet on myself. Seven years later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thank God I bet on myself. I thank God that I simply took the step and then took another step and then took another step, then took another step. I thank God that I didn't allow naysayers to stop me. I thank God that I didn't allow my self-critic to keep me in a position for years on years on years that wasn't meant for me. I thank God that I followed my higher self and that I decided to get help. It's okay to get help. It's okay to say, I don't know, but I want better. I don't know, but I need to get out of this. I don't know, but I'm willing to pay what I need to pay, commit the time I need to commit to get out of this. I know my mind is rooted in survival. I know my mind will constantly sabotage me. I know that every time I, I get on some path that my mind constantly makes me take 10 steps back. I know that. 
And so I need help. I need to connect. I need to be in a community. I need to have a one-on-one. I need to have support. It's okay to have support because the sooner you can receive support is the sooner that you can start to change your mind. It's the sooner you can really let go of that stress. You got stress right now because you know something got to change and you're just not doing it. The minute you take one step towards it, you're going to feel this relief. You're going to be like, this was the biggest investment of my life and myself. This was the biggest leap I've taken towards me, not towards everybody else. This is the biggest thing I've done for myself. And although I'm scared, I did it. And you're going to stay committed. And then it's going to be a day. Then it's going to be a month. Then it's going to be a whole year later. And you're going to realize that your life is different. But it requires you to take that step. Listen, I hope you got so much value out of today's podcast episode. I truly believe that every person needs to experience life beyond survival mode. My life is proof that when you fully work on your mindset, you'll be able to move swiftly towards the things that you're supposed to do. Even if you make a decision and you realize that decision doesn't align with you, you'll be able to quickly pivot to move into a state of mind and a state of being where it does align so that you can move towards where you need to go. But staying stuck and staying in one spot is just not it. That's survival mode. And there are so many options for you. There are so many paths for you. In this one life, you can experience so many different experiences. And I just pray that you allow yourself to experience that. I just updated my formula. If you are planning to get into my Becoming Elite program, lifetime access is ending very soon as we are shifting into a monthly membership. You can absolutely change your life. I want to invite you over there. You absolutely can change your life. Go to EliteMasteryPro.com so that you can get the formula. Every single month I'm in there. Every single day I'm answering the comments. I want you to get the help that you need. I don't want you to overthink it either because a lot of times we can have that cognitive dissonance and that can keep us bound. But hey, make sure you share this with a friend. And listen, if you leave a review online, like you're the you're the MVP. Like if you're leaving a review on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, thank you so, so much. Like you truly are the MVP. All right. So listen, this episode is getting a little long, but I hope you got what you needed and I will definitely see you in our next podcast episode.